ones to follow. This is Black Bookers on Radio Tab. Good morning, everyone. This is Black Bookers for Monday, the 9th of October. We're having a careful look at the Eagle Farm meeting on Saturday. We raced on a good track. Track was fair. I think there were three horses well worth following, three horses well worth putting into the Black Book. And the first of them is a winner, a horse called Standing Order, trained by Tony Gollan. Now, it's always good to be uh, to stick with the Premier Stable. Uh, Gollan, he trains lots of winners. I like this horse, Standing Order. He resumed on Saturday. Tony only gave him two runs uh, during the latter part of the autumn. He was originally a, a Peter and Paul Snowden horse, arrived here, only lightly raced, and he made an immediate impression. He went to Ipswich and won a 13.50 metre race, controlling it up front, leading all of the way, and then he probably raced below expectations behind Spirit Queen in a race at Eagle Farm in late April, but he was tipped out then, so maybe he'd come to the end of his, his preparation. He trialled well leading up to Saturday's run. Uh, he was a bit easy in the market initially, but then he firm late. And look, fair to say he had a very good run in front. Nothing wanted to lead. It was a great map for standing order. Jimmy Orman took him straight to the front. He dictated the terms and he ran home too well. But I feel there's plenty of upside with this horse. Not only the fact that he's only had the nine career starts for three wins, but he's going to be fitter as well. He was a 69 rater on Saturday, so he'll go to about a 74 mark. That still gives him good scope to win Saturday races. And I think as well, uh, with fitness on his side, or, or more fitness on his side, he can extend out to at least 1,400 metres and be competitive. And I like that racing pattern, rolling forward, making his own luck. So I think he's a progressive horse. He's come back in good fashion. I see no reason why he can't win again next time he starts standing order. We go to later in the day. A horse that I, I mentioned in our preview on Saturday morning I was interested in was a horse called Eagles Crag. He arrived from Victoria. He'd uh, originally been with Archie Alexander, then had one run for Dan O'Sullivan, but has now found himself in the care of Steve O'Day and Matt Hoisted. Uh, there were some good form lines there in Melbourne, some very good form lines, certainly good form lines, good enough to win a Class 3. He was first up on Saturday. He had a comfortable trial at Dooman. His run was good. He was beaten by the narrowest of margins. Cotty beat him a short half-head. And on face value, he had every chance. Um, Justin Huxtable gave him a good run in transit, not far off the lead. He came out to challenge Cotty, but Cotty was as, or gave as good as she got and was able to beat him by that narrow margin. But that was Eagle Craig's first run since mid-May, so it's uh, more than reasonable to assume that he'll be fitter next time he goes to the post. And he's a horse I'm sure can certainly cope with a mile to 1,800 metres. He's a promising horse. He, he's a seven-year-old by Fast Ned Rock, He's only had 14 starts. There's obviously been a few issues along the way, but he will more than pay his way here in south-east Queensland. Watch for him next time at the Metro level, Eagles Crag. I'm going to black book a horse called Great House out of the last race. Now, I think it's fair to make the claim that Great House might be past his best. And just to give you a bit of history, a bit of background... Go back to 2021. We're going back two years ago. I get that. He ran fifth in the Caulfield Cup. He won the, the race, uh, the, the, the Hotham or the Lexus, whatever it was called. And then he ran in the Melbourne Cup that year and finished down the line. We saw him here running fourth in the Dooman Cup in 2022. But his last two preparations have been average and resulted in a, a very little, a no dividend at all. He resumed on Saturday in a 1,400-metre open race, the last event. I thought his run was good. Naturally, he was beaten for speed. He drifted back to last, but his work late was impressive. 
Now, we know the, the Wallace Satellite Stable of the Gold Coast regularly uh, perform well in these middle-distance races off Carnival. I think Greathouse is an ideal type. Next time he steps out, whether he goes to 1,800 or 2,000, I'm sure he will have, make a good impact on the staying races here in the next few weeks because that was a good run. And worth pointing out, too, as we close off with Greathouse, he's got a good second-up record. He's won twice second-up. So we'll nominate Standing Order, Eagles Crag, and Great House for the Black Book. That was Eagle Farm on Saturday. Let's turn our attention out to Greyhound Racing. And Jared Daffy joins. Jared Daffy joins me. Good morning, Jared. Morning, Dave. Let's go to Albion Park from Thursday night and tell us about the run of Hostile Assassin out of Race Six. Gee, it was impressive for Warren Nichols. Uh, it led all the way, five forty-seven early, twenty-nine sixty-seven overall, which was easily the best of the night. It's only two and a half. It's by Hostile. Uh, not many of these around, but a lot of them can gallop. It's only in the 26 starts now for eight wins. So uh, in those lower grade races, I think it's well worth following. From the same program, ICIs for Selena Zamet. Now, I'll get to Selena Zamet once we've done the Victorian tips, but it had the red box, uh, 34.62. It ran over the middle distance. Um, it's a May 21, while being 17 starts now for seven wins. It's one over the 700 at, at Albion Park. The time was a bit steady on that occasion, but I think now it's gone back to sprints. Selena's stepping it up to the middle distance. It's going a lot, lot better than what it was, and uh, I think it's going to be to the fore in these six 700-metre races in the coming months. It's ICIs along with Hostile Assassin out of Albion Park. Now, you saw one early in the night at Angle Park that we're going to Black Book. Yes, that was Friday night. It was Adelaide Cup night. Transponder won the Adelaide Cup there in 30-27, but one for Clint Trentgrove. He's got a big kennel, Clint. This one called Quest for Extra. It had the yellow. It led all the way, 5-24 early, which is pretty quick, but an overall 30-44, which is what just a tick over two lengths outside of what Transponder ran in leading all of the way in the Adelaide Cup. It's a leader. Uh, it's only had the 22 starts now for nine wins. I think Clint's going to work this one through the grades as well. Quest for Extra. Quest for extra and a couple out of Melbourne. Back to Sandown last Thursday night. Kai Bale, uh, it's really appreciating these middle distance trips. Led all the way there over the 5.95 at Sandown, ran a 34.34. That's now three from its last four. There's a lot of uh, feature middle distance races coming up in Victoria. And no doubt Kai Bale uh, will be in those. And from the Meadows Saturday night, chance take it. Now, it ran over the 600. It had box five. Ran 34.30. It's only had 11 starts for uh, for four wins. Uh, 9.09 early as well by Barcia Bale. It's got a future, this one. That was a pretty quick time on a track that was a little bit off. If I can just go back to Selena Zamet, uh, yeah. this Friday night we've got the million-dollar chase at Wentworth Park. Zamets have got JSJ in. He's got box two. He ran 29.40-odd there at Wentworth Park in the semis on Friday night. He's back to his very, very best, David. Postman Pat, the Victorian, or ex-New Zealander in Victoria, he's got box three. Those two dominate the market. Postman Pat, $2, JSJ, $2.90. So he's got the draw, JSJ. Not a lot of pace in this race, so if he doesn't lead, he can maybe sit on the back of Postman Pat. That would make the race very interesting. But Zamets with JSJ in the final there on Friday night. Thanks for that, Jared. Thanks, David. Jared Daffy joining us. Yeah, big weekend coming up with the Million Dollar Chase at Wetty on Friday night into the Everest at Royal Ramwick on Saturday. Nick Burney joins us from Racing New South Wales. Nick, good morning. Good morning to you, David. How are you? I'm well. Question without notice. I'm going to put you right on the spot here. Pre-barrier <laughs> draw, what would you be leaning towards in the in the Tab Everest on the weekend? 
Well, I think it was a few months ago, actually, David, we spoke about it, that we should be putting $50 a week away after um, I wish I win won the um, the TJ and just ready to unload on it this weekend. But I do think uh, pre-barrage, or it's probably the one that I'm leaning towards. But just going through the market, I'm looking at in secret, I think it's $15, which just looks a crazy price for me as well. But... The barrier draw is going to be very important. So tomorrow um, we'll find out a little bit more. Well, by my reckon, if you put that $50 away each week, you've got a tidy sum to put on. I wish I would. Yeah, that's that's the idea anyway. But, um, you know, it's just it's got to get home first. But um, <laughs> well, hopefully hopefully, you can dig a tent out for us. Let's have a look back at uh, Rosehill Gardens on Saturday. The first horse you're coming up with for the Black Bull is a horse that's relatively lightly raced and fairly new into this campaign as Territory Express. Yeah, obviously Peace Officer was um, a bit of a hard luck story coming out of the midway as well, but I think Territory Express was probably probably the more hit and run because the horse itself just had the pace and bias against him that, on that day and he was just checked and blocked at a real critical stage. But I really liked when he just got clear, picked up well, and he clocked actually one of the meetings fastest final 200-metre splits. He was a really good winner there first up at Newcastle, just missed second up at Kembla. So I think he's just come back really improved his preparation and I want to follow him over a similar grade, but I'd like to see him now step up to probably more 1,600 metres. Okay, that's Territory Express. Now, Duel is uh, now a four-year-old. He's by Snitzel. He was resuming on Saturday and I see Annabelle Neesham training now. You like the run? Yeah, I thought it was a really good run. Uh, Brave in defeat. This was one of the better rating races on the day and Look, there was uh, horses that had a run or two, so he was giving away that fitness edge and had to carry the top weight, and he did lead them up at a fast pace, so it was probably just all too much there first up with a few of those factors against, but I just liked how he stuck on well, and he's only going to benefit from that outing, and he's just a real honest on pace type, and I think he can definitely knock off a race, probably next start or the start after in, in a similar grade as well. Okay, that's Dool, and the Hill Stakes don't compromise, certainly caught the eye making up a lot of ground passing, many runners in the straight. Yeah, it's a bit of a sit and sprint race shape here. So just look, mathematically was out of it, no compromise, but good closing splits. Uh, just got too far back, and as we can see on the replay, uh, it was just it drew the the widest gate, so it had to be restrained there from the wide draw. But as you said, just made up really good ground there late. Now just has that strong platform, so over more ground suits and. That was at weight for age, so back to handicap conditions. I'm not sure what the target might be for Chris Waller, but definitely look out for that runner, no compromise, back to the handicap conditions. We certainly will. Good on you, Nick. Thank you. Thanks, David. Nick Burney, Racing Analyst at Racing New South Wales, nominating Territory Express, Duel and No Compromise for the Black Book. It was Murray Bridge Cup Day on Saturday. Big card of 10 races, lots of horses to go around. As we come to Ben Scannon, Ben, your first run of the Black Book is a horse called Dodd, which was in race two. Yeah, and I think if you look on face value, David, you think, oh, fifth or seven, that's not too impressive. But um, I think this horse has got a, a lot of upside. He's a long row, um, trained by Shane and Cassie Oxlade, and certainly showed, showed his share of abilities. A two-year-old, this is his first run back this season. Ended up settling last of the seven. Actually made pretty good good ground to be beaten less than three lengths. They got home 32.89 leader to leader. So, you know, very good going. I would, haven't seen his sectionals, but I would say that they were potentially slightly better than that. Um, he's a horse I think will improve as he gets deeper into his campaign. He's got a, got a lot more ability than his record suggests. Four starts for just the one placing. I think he can... Think he can certainly win a city race, and I actually think he's good enough to win a, a nice city race at some stage. 
Okay, that's Dot out of the second. In the following race, Foxy Femme, she's only a lightly <coughs> race mare, but she never runs a bad race. No, she doesn't. And she's one of those ones you um, you kind of think she's she's always close, but never quite get never quite gets there. But I, I think what we saw on Saturday shows that she's absolutely in racing in, in peak form. She was a really good effort. She got a long way back, made very good ground. Again, in a, in a very good closing split. They got home in 33-47. Um, Look, I, I think she can step out to 1,200 comfortably. She just needs, like, a, a moderate amount of luck and she'll be winning, winning a race pretty quickly, I think, for uh, Peter and Belinda Blanche. Foxy Femme <clears throat> out of the third. Daring move is the next one to Blake Book out of race six. Yeah, she had really significant improvement second up. This uh, this mare trained by Richard and Chantel Jolly. Uh, again, she was back. And if you look at her closing 200, she was absolutely steaming home. She got beaten just over length behind Grand Host. Thought it was a it was a really eye catching run. Certainly one of the um, one of the the real standout runs of the day. I thought during move she she showed that she's pretty close to her best now. Um, yeah, she's a she's she's a, a talented enough mare. She's probably the likely race only had the thirteen runs, but again, I think she showed on Saturday she's ready to win a city race. Platinum Wolf is a <coughs> promising horse. Just missed out in race seven. Yeah, he's a he's a really nice horse. I'm a big fan of this guy, Platinum Wolf, trained by uh, by Christy Evans out of Murray Bridge. Um, he was well supported on Saturday, four dollars into three dollars, and he even though he was beaten, he certainly didn't let anybody down with the way he raced. He uh, he was back. He kind of had a check across heels a couple of times, held up momentarily with Lockie Nidoff on board, and he was absolutely charging late. He got beaten uh, half head and was about a, a neck ahead, about 20 metres past the post. He's a, he's a big horse. Um, he does need galloping room to, to absolutely race to his best. So I think tracks like Murray Bridge, the outer track at Morphic are the right go for him. But I think what we saw on Saturday showed that he's come back in really nice shape. This is his first run in, in around about four, four or five months. Um, yeah, and I think he's a, he's a good horse who will win better races. That's Platinum Wolf. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for your input this morning. Thank, thanks, David. Ben Scadden with us, putting Dodd, Foxy, Femme, Daring Move and Platinum Wolf into the Blake Book. As we go to Colin McNiff, Colin, you're going to Blake Book the first race favourite from Friday night, Stone Cold Stunner, despite running sixth. Yeah, well, if you've ever seen a certainty beaten, David, this was it, Stone Cold Stunner. It was back on the inside in about fifth or sixth spot coming around the home turn and uh, it just never, ever got a run at any stage in the home straight. It should have won and should have won easily. It just went to the line under a double wrap. It's had six starts for two placings. It's had a couple of runs since coming down here to Tasmania, joining Glenn Stevenson. Should have won last Friday night. I would imagine we'll be winning next time it steps out. We will stay on its trail, most assuredly. Stone Cold Stunner, a $51 chance in race two, is going to the Black Book. Look, this horse is on the improved mindful. It's trained by Johnny Blacker. It's only had the six starts. It's been placed two of its past three. It was over 1,400 metres last Friday night. It was 12th coming around the home turn in a field of 14. Finished off very nice. I just think if John can find a nice... 1,600-metre maiden-type race, mindful. Only six starts. It's on the improved, so watch for it. And a rumour in race five who just missed out behind Popolita. Yeah, look, it, it was beaten in this photo finish. It flashed home, really picked up in the last 100 metres. It's only had the three starts. It's been placed uh, a couple of runs back. Look, in fairness, it did get a nice soft run behind the speed, but I really like the way it accelerated over the last 100 metres. and uh, It will be uh, in the winner's circle, and they're not too distant. Thanks, Cole. Cheers, David. Stone Cold Stunner, Mindful and a Rumour out of the Launceston meeting going to the Black Book. Darren Clayton's on the line now. Darren, good morning. 
Morning, David. Reading on Racetead this morning, Adam Hamilton's story about a leap to fame, and I had it confirmed. Grant Dixon sent me a message a short time ago that they're on their way, as he said. So leap to fame runs in the Victoria Cup at Melton this Saturday night. That's great news for Queenslanders. Uh, final field today, barrier draw tomorrow. And, of course, he had, a, he had an easy head out on the weekend, didn't he? Yeah, he certainly did. He was able to find the front, control that race, and, and really just zip home. So Grand Circuit race, the Victoria Cup. So it is great to see them taking the, the shot down there. And probably goes down with um, a few of the Victorian horses, probably not at their best. We saw Catch a Wave be... Uh, defeated again and uh, Captain Ravishing well he'll be first up again so they're sort of top seeds probably not that strong and uh, it'll be interesting to see if Hi My Name Is Jeff can force his way into the field for Jason Grimson so uh, interesting little race coming up barrier draw of course always important. Yeah I'm sure Grant and, uh, and Kevin and Casey will have that in mind when they elected to give the green light to leap to fame, just looking at how the other runners are going. But that's Saturday night. Let's look back and go to Albion Park Friday afternoon. The last race, a horse called Bartello, who ran fourth, you're putting into the black book. Yeah, he tackled a capacity field 2,138-metre event, and he's on the ODM embargo, so he had gate 12 there. Short price favourite, always smoking or smoking. Eventually worked his way to the front with a lap to travel, and... At that point, Bartello was one out and four back in the run. He was angled three wide at the 700, so a long, wide trip home. He kept fighting to the line. He was in for the fight. He finished fourth just out of the money, but there was only a half head separating second to fourth, so it wasn't far off actually finishing in second. He gets back into the main draw now, which is a big benefit for him, and... Um, he has blazing gate speed when let go. So uh, those factors off the back of that run on Friday, I'm keen to follow him going forward. That's Bartello. Let's go to the creek on Saturday night. And you found two from earlier in the night. The first one of them is Pocket the Cash, who ran third in the opener. Yeah, drew gate 11 of 12 over the middle trip, Pocket the Cash. And Paige Bevan uh, took the concession claim for trainer Narissa McMullen. Now, Pocket the Cash, he settled in the running line. He was one out and four back as they settled themselves into position and um, eventually followed up on the back of the eventual winner um, better than a rocket. But in the run, he just came into the straight, had nowhere to go, was looking for gaps that sort of never really materialised. He's come home his last 800 in 54 paint. 54.86 and like you said he was able to finish third but never really had a decent crack at them and um, he's a horse again with good gate speed hasn't had the best of gates his past couple so going to stick with him pocket the cash and hopefully with a front line draw and away we go goes into the black book yeah second up from a spell this guy um, for Chantel Turpin and Pete McMullen he had an early dip for the front but uh, there was no lead there. Love Bite was able to repel that early challenge and away we go. Was then forced to sit parked for the remainder of the trip. It was over the flying mile and uh, he never shirked the task at all. He was in for the fight. Um, they've, he's ended up holding on four third, not beaten that far. Uh, 1.31 metres behind the eventual winner, Obi Legal and Argyle. Away we go, actually hit the front, turning for home. He was in front probably till 100 metres to go, and then the tough trip just took its toll. Really good effort. Uh, he, he's a nice horse, away we go, and there'll certainly be one of those qualifying wins in store very soon for him.
Good on you, mate. Have a good day. Thanks, David. Darren Clayton with his three for the Black Book. Bartello, pocket the cash, and away we go. That's Black Book. It's for Monday, October 9. As we always say, hopefully there's a few winners there. Enjoy your day. Bye-bye.